Let's get ready to grumble! Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the Royal Grumble Podcast. Where's Graham? Where's Graham? I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. He's just not here. Okay. Oh, have we banished him? No, we haven't got a good excuse for him not being here this time. Oh, well, I think he had a messy night last night celebrating Sheffield United. Oh, wait. No, no. We're not doing that one. Oh, we're, we're, not not doing... Ta- we're not talking about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, we're not talking about it. I've had to hear it for the past week and a half in work. We're not talking about it here. <laughs> Wrestling's my escape from real life. <laughs> I've been in your flat for about an hour now and purposely <laughs> not brought it up to bring it up for the opening for this. <laughs> when Graham texted was both and said, I can't be at the show today for, for, the, for the reason he can't be here, I was thinking, I've got the perfect opening now. He's gonna be so mad listening to that. <laughs> I'm mad. I know you are. <laughs> we could talk more about Marco Matthias and how ridiculous of a human he is, or the fact that there was three penalties on Sunday, like okay. a- after the plane flew over that Sheffield United fans paid for, <laughs> which provided. Let's just have a bit of football talk. So the company that Sheff- that Sheffield United fans paid to put have this message go across Hillsborough. Careful. Um, the company who did it has posted some lovely aerial footage of Hillsborough. So if I was the media guy at Sheffield Wednesday, I would definitely rip that footage and use it on highlight packages with a little thing on the bottom saying thank you to the Sheffield United supporters who paid for this footage <laughs> just to get something out of it. But yet there were, the game was that bad for the end of the season. There was three penalties and only one of them was scored by our on-loan centre-back. He refused to give the ball to the strikers because <laughs> one of our other strikers made such a hash of the first penalty and then they missed a penalty. And then we had our third, which he put away. But it didn't matter because we still lost. So uh, I'm Daryl, and uh, sitting across from me is Dan. Say hello, Dan. Hi. <laughs> Got a lot of frustration <laughs> in me at the moment. That was football talk. <laughs> there's, lo- there's lots of football talk. There'll be, be football talk later, but different kind of football. But uh, I w- but we need to. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. But we we need to open with uh, with this top 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 story. Kendo Nagasaki keeps. Li- <laughs> I did forget about that. <laughs> Kicks Lee Rigby's mum out of house. <laughs> <laughs> He's quoted as saying, buy it, rent it, or lose it. <laughs> like he lost his finger. So, if I'd have remembered, I'd have done a lot of research, because I know there's a lot of strange stories about Kendo Nagasaki, but I don't feel confident in any of them, because I didn't do the research, because I forgot about it. But um, he, he's kind of half-confirmed some of the stories, because... A lot of them were involving the male manager he had touring with him a lot of the time. Yeah, um, he's confirmed that one. That's fine. But yeah, what, do you, what do you mean he was gay? Uh, he's bisexual. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Um, he's into a bunch of stuff, apparently. Um, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So That's not it... the story, though. The story is that... Uh, uh, he's kicking Lee... Vi- victim of uh, a beheading. Yeah. Mother... <laughs> uh, it's not her house as well. It, it's a, it's the home of the Lee Rigby Foundation, which is a house that supports mothers of soldiers who have been killed in action and or by like in yeah. incidents. So, well, from what I understand, he said, to, I, I don't know how they got together in terms of like how they would have met because the, it's not exactly like I don't know the, how their cross, paths crossed. I have no clue. You're 
laughing. I'm not even trying to make a joke about that. I don't. I thought of how they could have met. Well, how could they have met? Well, Ken and Nagasaki used to carry that big sword around with him, didn't he? Oh God! <laughs> oh God! No! 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 We, we cannot do this. And this is coming from me. We cannot do this. I'm not saying he ever how did anything like that. How far into the show are we? I'm not saying he did anything like that. I'm saying he was annoyed, especially because it's he didn't people, do it. It's it's because it's giving people who carry swords around a bad name. So he wanted to support her. Anyway. <laughs> From what I understand, because, again, what we do on this show is we read a headline and make our own stories up. From what I understand, um, he uh, they got acquainted somehow and he liked her uh, cause that she was wanting to promote yeah. and uh, donated some money and uh, provided this property for her to... I don't know if it's for her, for her to live in, but it's definitely for her to run it's the charity. It's for the foundation, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he said to her something along the lines of, um, you can have this property forever, basically. It was something something like, yeah, you've got this forever or for as long as the foundation's active or something like that. But he's running into financial difficulties, uh, so he's basically told her, you can't. Well, we all know landlords can not be trusted. Don't. Um. Like, no, no, because we, we like to throw in little sly things that are jokes for the room, but I'm a bit annoyed <laughs> this week. So uh, that's that's my response for the Sheffield United one. Then it wasn't intended that way. I'm not being funny, is. mate. I'm not being funny. Right, <laughs> mine's about actually like moving out of a flat I don't want to move out of. Your yours is about football, which there's always another season because it's only a game. Boom. Said like Done an it. Arsenal fan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Graham's gonna Graham's gonna be gutted. He missed all this banter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kendo Nagasaki in his house and he's all that stuff. Yeah, so Kendo Nagasaki. Former top ITV star, weren't he? Yeah, I mean, the, the weirdest thing about it, like, you see the story, and then it's the part where it says he's been evicted from the property by former wrestling legend, like, wrestling legend Kendo Nagasaki. I did have to explain to Becky that Kendo Nagasaki was not actually Japanese. I forgot what his real name is now, but I had to explain to her because she, she wasn't really familiar. She's not familiar with the world of sport side of things. Okay. Um, so what channel were world of sport on? I was trying to make a link. What channel was it on? It was on ITV. Joe's going to be on ITV soon, mate. Uh, is a new season of Take Me Out? There is. Oh, is there? No. Is that still going? I don't know. Oh. Who won't Take Me Out? It's out of the deck, isn't it? We've not, we've not done an update. No, it, that, that, it was Paddy McGuinness. Is it? Well, what's out of the deck there on that? Saturday Night's Takeaway. Saturday Night's Takeaway. Yeah. So uh, we've not done an uh, update on Ant for a while, have we? No. Because <laughs> he's a terrible person to be forgiven for drink driving without actually doing anything to be forgiven for, as far as I know. Anyway, also... Who's going to be top star on ITV? Uh, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Is uh, uh, is World of Sport coming? Is Alex Shane booked them? Well, <laughs> I don't know. He might have done, but uh, AEW are going to have double or nothing on ITV box office. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it means that we can watch it in the UK, which I just assumed it'd be on Fight TV or something. So. I guess it's just quite cool way to do it. It won't be overly expensive. £14.95 is yeah, what I read. Typical pay-per-view fee, yeah. isn't it? The only, the only downside is, obviously, it's it's going to be at midnight or whatever, so yeah. it's, it's still a bad time in terms of like sleeping patterns and stuff. But I think it's yeah. a good move for them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's on a proper proper channel. It's not like... Fight TV, Like obviously, it's good for wrestling fans, but... Yeah. If you... and, and fans of obscure MMA promotions. Yeah, but like if you're a wrestling fan, but you don't really know much about anything outside WWE, and you're watching uh, 
repeats a minder on ITV4, yeah. and uh, you see this advert for this wrestling thing, you might, oh, I might watch that because it's the same thing that Chris Eubank Jr. just lost on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> References. Um, so they announced some matches, didn't they, as well? Yes. They're doing a battle royal. Do you want to explain so, to yeah. the listeners the rules of the battle royal? And... So originally it was the over the top battle, ro- over the budget battle royal, like all in. But they've renamed it the Casino Battle Royale. Did you get it? The Casino Battle Royale. No. It's like Casino Royale, the Bond film. Isn't it? Stop getting Bond wrong. I said that one. <laughs> um, but it's got weird rules to it because they want to reinvent the battle royal. Fair enough. Uh, so it's 21 entrants, like Blackjack, innit? Um, it starts with five people in the ring, and every three minutes, another five enter until you get the 21st entrant who comes in alone. Okay. And then it's last man standing. So have they announced any co- combatants in this So they've announced world? quite a few. Um, the one I remember right off the top of my head is Best Friends because they're doing a thing where Best Friends... Uh, publicly saying yeah we're fine being the battle royal but then sending ransom videos with their faces pixelated it's very clearly them saying take the best friends out of the battle royal give them a featured tag match um who else oh so joey janela's in it mjf's in it um and then the one who's been announced literally as we were going on air is dustin thomas so listeners if you don't know who dustin thomas is uh, he's, he's a big star isn't he yeah who is dustin thomas He's also known as No Legs from GCW. He had two <laughs> awesome matches at GCW this weekend. Like both matches were brilliant, like genuinely really good. Um, but yeah, he's going to be in the battle royal, which raises some questions. Um, because to be eliminated from a battle royal, you have to go over the top rope with both feet hitting the floor. You see the problem we have here. They're going to have to alter the rules and say like both both feet or both stumps hit the floor. I guess so. Or it they don't. Uh, they don't say anything about it until it, the last two is like him and MJF. And MJF throws him on the top rope and the referee's there like, oh, wait, uh, guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> you technically can't eliminate him. <laughs> so then it ends up with him getting back in the ring and winning it. On a technicality, it'd be great. Especially yeah. if it happened to MJF. I think MJF's going to be the 21st entrant. He'll come in by himself and probably get eliminated by everyone. Do you think... Yeah, because, you know, it's MJF, isn't it? Okay. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about No Legs being in this Battle Royal. It raises a lot of questions. Was that going ever in a Royal Rumble? I don't think he was, but he at least had one foot, so they could say, look, for you, it's if one foot touches the floor. This guy's got no feet. You have no to leave feet. your prosthetic on. Yeah, but this guy's got no feet at all, so I don't know how he would, like, be eliminated. Um... We can move on, though, because uh, I've sort of exhausted my uh, no-like jokes. Um, so, AEW's gone to ITV box office. Uh, do you know where XFL are going, mate? XFL. Uh... <sighs> Into debt? Well, uh, they're going to be on Fox and ESPN. Yeah, they've got the big deal. Well, they've got the AEW uh, pay to get on TV deal. Yeah, I mean, see... I- I keep seeing a lot of people rip AEW that apparently that's the route they're going, but I have no issue with it because it's what Vince did originally anyway. Like he paid all those territory, like he paid each territory TV station and said, "I'll give you double money you pay in, like whatever company you put on now to put on that my show." But 
it's still really good. Like, it's going to lead to, like, some... I'm trying to think of the right word. It's kind of like a good thing that they're on all these top networks. Well, it might, it might lead to future big rights deals. Because mm. I, I, I don't know if they just sign up for a season at a time or it's like a multi-year deal. It probably said in the press conference, in the press release, but like I said, we just read headlines and then make our own stories up. Well, considering this one, if you were a TV rights person and XFL comes in and goes, um, we'll, we'll pay you for a year, you'd be like, yeah, you're only having a year at this point. Because last time, it barely lasted a year. <laughs> yeah, but my point that I'm making is that it, if, for example, they pay for, XFL pay to get on TV for the year, yeah, and it somehow takes off, and everyone loves XFL, then they can come back to the TV execs for the year after and say, right, it did all these ratings for you, you're going to pay us now. I highly doubt that's what's going to happen, but I assume that's the long-term goal. I'd forgot that apparently Vince McMahon said that it's going to be part of the rules that all athletes have to stand for national anthem. Did he? Yeah, apparently one of those press conferences he did, uh, he got asked about the stuff in the NFL, and he said it's part of our rule set that you have to stand for the national anthem, which seems a bit 1984, doesn't it? It just seems very Vince McMahon, really, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> I uh, I quite like that everyone's got to conform. No. No, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, what actually, what the announcement actually said was that um, the TV companies will pay for the production costs. Yeah. So which which will amount to approximately four hundred thousand dollars per game. Okay, that's a good deal. If someone came to us and said we'll pay your production costs, it's, it's barely out, is it for us? Yeah, but will they also pay for swear jar? Speaking of which, because because you have. do owe for the swear jar. I do have. Keep filling, and I will go get the money right now. Just it, to make Graham it's happy. It's very difficult to fill when there's just me who I'm going to talk to. <laughs> Good point. I'll carry on. And on Sunday, hear me paint the swear jar. Right. So, next up is the WWE TV ratings. I feel that links quite nicely to the XFL uh, getting a TV deal and yeah. WWE potentially losing. it. They're not going to lose it, are they? Not, 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 no, yet. not yet, at least. It just keeps dropping, doesn't it? We we talked about it last week, and it's dropped again this week, apparently. Well, we haven't got the SmackDown ratings yet, but I can only imagine. <laughs> well, you did talk about Vince being crazy. Yeah. And, uh... I, I So the thing I said last week was, what weird thing will Vince do this week to decide this will get ratings back onto the show? I was hoping for HLA. Yeah, instead we got a wild card system. Which it sounded like you just made up in the ring. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's so because people have just randomly showed up in other brands anyway. What's the wild card got to do with anything? It's so ridiculous, and the fact that it's like there's only three wild cards for each thing, and then Lance, uh, not Lance, uh, Lars Sullivan shows up. He goes, "Okay, four. Don't have a panic attack." All just, right, have to go. That's that's Vince McMahon saying that because you know the reason Lars wasn't on TV for three months is because Vince thought he was weak. <laughs> like, there's no way that Vince understands, like, the complexities of mental health. You just think, well, I don't have mental health issues. Like, no, Vince, you do. That's the problem. Your mental health issues are in another direction, mate. Idiot. Um, so, yeah, this wildcard system that's supposed to bring ratings back, but on based on the first week, hasn't. Um, it's really stupid, really, because people have just done what they want anyway. And they'll continue to just do what they want. You think that, how long do you think this will last? I give it two weeks. It'll be in place next week, and then on week three, 
an extra person will show up or someone will have traded their wild card or something silly and it'll just be pointless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no clear direction, is there? No. To be honest. I mean, so um, one the only thing on Raw I've generally been watching the last few weeks is Firefly Funhouse because it really intrigues me how weird and kooky it is. Especially this week's. Like, have you seen this week's Firefly Funhouse? Yes. So for uh, the so, listeners, the yeah. little sock puppet. Uh, no, yeah, the little puppet. Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah, chews up the rabbit. Yeah, he ate Rambling Rabbit, and he forgives him for it, and gives him a he gives him a prize, which is all these kids appearing, and they're all just blankly staring at the screen, and there's a random cutaway of Bray Wyatt with his heel hurt gloves on, and it's just really weird and creepy, and I don't know, it's drawing me in. It's really interesting to me that... For a company so devout of creativity, they've literally said to one that it's, it feels like to me they've literally gone to Bray Wyatt and gone, "Here's a camera, here's like a bit of money, go go do something," and he's come back with this, and it's really strange and interesting to me. But I, like the the only thing we could say about it though is like, but where's it gonna go? Easy, WWE will ruin it. Well, where's it gonna go? It's gonna go in the ring, and uh, they're not gonna be able to translate whatever whatever brilliance he's created in these videos. Yes. Yeah, it's not going to translate into the ring. So whether that's going to be ruined or not, Bray Wyatt, I don't, I don't understand how you can wrestle as a kids TV presenter when we've seen you as something else. So I don't I'll, think... I'll give the benefit of doubt that the first week it'll work. Whatever he does, it'll come into the ring and it'll be like, okay, that makes sense. Like it's, We didn't see it going that way, but that's fine. It's from week two when Vince goes... Oh, I don't think that worked as well. Here's what you should do. You should randomly swear at people or you should, I don't know, make random references to how Bill Clinton was a terrible president or just something really weird that Vin, only Vince will enjoy. Just grow, grow the moustache. Yeah, it'll be shave those sideburns. <laughs> it'll be somewhat weird that no one else would think of, but Vince McMahon will. It, this used to be, it was mainly when NXT guys got called up. Like, we'd always say, oh, like, first you'd have faith, but you're like, you know, this, they ruin NXT guys, though, and then they have to build them back up. But now it's just, even main roster people, if they go away for five minutes, they'll come back, and it's like, for one week, it's kind of interesting. Like, Sami Zayn's already annoying. Uh, he's meant to be annoying, though, isn't he? But he's not annoying in the right way, if you know what I mean. Like, Why? It's kind of like, because it's you can see through it. A little bit like yeah, he's been allowed to kind of say what he wants. And he's turned it on his thing, but at the same time, you're just watching it, just like yeah, Vince thinks this is really good. I mean, Braun Strowman popped him in a bin this week. Did he? Yeah. Uh, which back... which annoyed me because I feel like now now the heel's been beaten. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think he got pinned. I don't know anything like that. I think he just got popped. But popped in a bin. There's getting pinned, and there's popping someone in a bin. <laughs> yeah, but like it's. <laughs> It's a whole other level of like, I mean, it's it's like in UFC. If CM Punk could have come out and got knocked out in five seconds in his first fight, people have gone, oh, he got caught. But no, he got embarrassed for a full round and a bit. And then his second fight got embarrassed for a full thing. That's popping someone in the bin. That Conor McGregor knocking out Aldo in six seconds or 16 seconds or whatever it was, that's pinning someone. CM Punk is popping someone in a bin. <laughs> that's what they've done to Sami Zayn. So, talking of putting people in bins, what about putting people in recycling bins? Uh, Daniel Bryan were back. <laughs> Boom! That's a link. That's what we didn't discuss before we Has came Daniel on Daniel Bryan been popped in a recycling bin? No, but I'm sure he would pop people in recycling bins. 
Because he's eco-friendly. Yeah, but which recycle bin do you put meat in? What? I don't think there's a recycling bin for meat. So he, you, but he wouldn't have that issue, would he? Well, no, because people are made of meat. What you do? What you do with Asian? Really, really, really being awkward for no reason. Thanks. People are made of meat. It's... Anyway, he's he's not injured. Like no, like he, he, he's, were. he's good now. We thought he were dead. Apparently, he did have a concussion, but he's fine. Uh. Now. Um, yeah. So he got given the SmackDown tag titles. I know that. Yeah. So he will he wrestle Kofi Kingston on Raw because yeah. because wild card. Um, and then he got handed the tag title. Well, did he get handed them or did... I thought the Usos... So, yeah, they they were handed the tag titles and then the Usos came out and went, wild card! <laughs> um, <laughs> literally just said that and the match happened. No. Uh, the Usos said, when we were champs, we were fighting champs and uh, those belts don't mean anything unless you fight for them. So then they had a match and, and Daniel Bryan and uh, Rowan won. On the WWE YouTube channel... And on the little on the bo- bottom of it, in the bottom corner, it says WWE.com exclusive. So I don't think this was shown on SmackDown. There's a interview backstage post title match with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, and uh, it's a brilliant promo from Daniel Bryan where he talks about yeah there was a women's evolution, but uh, no one talks about tag teams. We're gonna have a tag teams evolution. Tag team wrestlers gonna main event WrestleMania, and I thought I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, but... Um, the delivery m- was much better. How many tag teams are on SmackDown? List all the tag teams you know on SmackDown right now. Can I include wild cards? I guess so. Usos. <laughs> Did the Usos count as two wild cards or one? Do you think he just gave one of them to him and one of them walked in and then passed it through a window and other one walked in and said, no, I've got my wild card. I hope it's a literal wild card. Um, so Usos, but they're a wild card team from SmackDown, uh, from Raw. Yep. Shall we move on? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about how long the women had over the, f- the five <laughs> so, hours? Of... <laughs> yeah, talk about Vince being weird. Uh, women just headline WrestleMania, and yeah. the women like giving women more airtime and decent matches and stuff's been a big thing the last few years. The women's evolution. Yeah. So what does he do in the week where he's going? Oh, my ratings are tanking. How do I fix it? I'll take the women off television. Literally eleven minutes over two shows. Five hours. Yeah, 11 minutes in five hours for Becky Lynch in two different title feuds. And I think there was one other match. Like that... Uh, it just shows like what Vince is like. I, I, I'm i just very annoyed at him this week. It is a bit strange that they have two women's title belts and the tag titles. And a combination of that got 11 minutes. Yeah. Over five hours of TV. Yeah. Well, technically, because Becky Lynch is double champion, she doesn't need a wild card, so she could be on both shows. Yep. And the tag champs are floating tag champs, so they can be on both shows. Mm. So even if they didn't get on Raw, you'd think, oh, well, they could dedicate time to a SmackDown, which I per- I can see why people would be mad, but if if they, if they for whatever reason that there was no women's match on Raw at all, but then on SmackDown you had a ha- half hour that was women's stuff, I'd be fine with that. But... But they, I think you had... They don't do that. At least half of that time, I think Lars Sullivan had about six minutes of airtime this week. And bear in mind, he only runs in to attack people at the end of the matches. And I don't know if you've seen the highlights. Someone's compiled all the times Lars Sullivan's attacked people. And he hits his mark. Like, you, you've directed stuff before, so you know, like, oh, marking mean, yeah, things I mean, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
he hits that power bomb the exact same way every single time, like in the exact same position from starting to finishing it every time. It whoever it is is power bomb. It does not matter. It could be the same footage over and over. The only thing that changes is the person he's power bombing. It's the exact same every it's time. It's precision, mate. That's what it is. It, yeah, it's... how many weeks has he been doing this? <laughs> Um, and then Randy Orton attacked Ali and Andrade. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just... It's just so frustrating. Are you still frustrated about the women? I'm frustrated about a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. Like, the women's a Hash- bit frustrating. Hashtag time's up. Boom. Let's move on. Time's up. New Japan. <laughs> they played a video, didn't they, that said time's up on it. Yeah, so for... The first time in a long while, I haven't watched the New Japan shows on the weekend they happened. What? I was busy on Saturday, so I didn't get a chance. And then I ended up getting Sky Movies. So um, I, I messaged you guys and said I've actually just watched a, a bunch of Marvel films because I'd not watched them before. And they're all right. They're not bad. You don't like Marvel films, do you, usually? No. Uh, you got a bit I, bored of them, do you? It's more the... Um, it upsets me that there's hardly an originality in cinema. And the, the creativity is kind of dying. And there is creativity in the Marvel Universe. Like, they've created this massive universe with this massive overarching story. That's interesting. But at the same time, when you go to the cinema, and, like, if you go to a smaller cinema, not like Cineworld here, where it's 20 screens, so they can show smaller films. You go to your typical, like, eight-screen, like, view or something, and all they've got on is superheroes and remakes and sequels. It's like, I, I just want some an, an interesting new story that's not, formulaic and i just want something different and so it's more it's more of a backlash from myself against those films because it's just it's what makes money so that's what they keep doing it's not for any creative purpose but yeah i did sit and watch a few marvel films (laughs) this weekend um but yes i didn't watch new japan so i've only just like i'd seen like a gif of it but i watched the video properly today of the time's up thing of a guy in a bar in what looks like la but he's got a British flag on his jacket and he's at a bar and he's carving stuff into the bar, which I'm sure the bartender wasn't happy about. Um, and he's watching Juice Robinson matches. Like His matches, I wouldn't get that annoyed about. I, I'd show him watching his entrances and how like ridiculous he is as a human being. And that's the thing that would anger me. Um, and then it comes up with this Time's Up thing and the date of Dominion. Yeah, so we take his debut at Dominion. So I, I've been trying to think because, based on his frame, he does look like a heavyweight. Like, and Juice Remember Robinson them? is is a heavyweight, so it makes sense that if he's going after Juice Robinson, it would be a heavyweight. Do you remember the videos of Undertaker in a shed and people thought it was Sting? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely got Sting's chin. Yeah, can you remember when uh, they did that video of Sting with the orchestra playing that song and Sting walks through and then all the orchestra turn around, it's a Sting mask, it got that massive pop and it came up, pre-order bonus for the <laughs> WWE. Oh, <laughs> that were good. <laughs> that got booed worse than anything. <laughs> I don't know why, that, I just thought of that because uh, you mentioned the Sting stuff. But yeah, trying to figure out who it is and the British flag, I don't know if that's a red herring or not. It can't. I don't think it is. But I can't think of anyone who would be going to New Japan from Britain. Yeah, so you, before we came on there, said Mark Haskins, didn't Mark you? Mark Haskins then, has rea- got that frame, but... Realised that he's in the same team yeah, as... Yeah, he's in Lifeblood. Yeah. I just remember that from the... Beep, beep, Lifeblood. <laughs> that weird entrance music that sounds like... It's like kind, of, kind of sounds like Team White Wolf's music as well. Like, okay. I, I like Team White Wolf, but the only thing I don't like is the weird thing, the weird little intro in the beginning of the song where it's like, well, do you know what we are? White Wolves. 
it's just weird. Um, Chris Brooks, could it could it could it be him? Nah, Chris Brooks is too skinny for that frame. Okay. Um, yeah, it's trying to think of someone who who fits that mold. I mean, it's just trying to go through in your head because whoever, if it was a British guy, you'd have to have a Rev Pro connection because that's where they get the talent from over here. And there's no one in Rev Pro I can think would match that really. Because it's not like Mark Davis or Kyle Fletcher. Um, because you'd think they'd bring those over together. Cause they're yeah, and plus Rev they're Pro. Australian. So yeah. Unless the British flag's on there just because they've wrestled in Britain quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's really hard to figure out who. But it's interesting. But New Japan do these things really well. Like, I mean, even the Switchblade stuff, it took a while before people, like, people thought, oh, it might be Jay White because he's probably due back from Excursion. But there were still, like, 50 other names mentioned. I know Sammy Callahan's name was mentioned loads in that. Because he used to be in a team with uh, John Moxley, the Switchblade Conspiracy. Um, the other person I thought it might be, but then the British flag threw me off it, was Killer Cross. And then also the fact that I know New Japan don't like their talents working for Impact because it's technically competitive to Ring of Honor. Um, and they don't want to annoy Ring of Honor. I wouldn't understand why, because Ring of Honor is kind of terrible. It's it's really hard to figure out who it might be. So that makes Dominion interesting. But what is Dominion? It's the uh, 5th of June. Okay. So they also announced uh, what I assume would be the main event for Dominion. Yeah. So you got Okada defending his title. Against AEW superstar Chris Jericho. Yeah, so it, it was made clear anyway when Jericho signed that he would still be able to do New Japan. It was just whether they wanted to use him or not. They clearly want to use him because they're still interested in US expansion and all that stuff. Um, I don't think this makes sense. It doesn't. Like I, uh, One of the re- things I love about the IWGP title is that it's held up to a certain regard. And giving someone like Jericho, who has lost more than like he's lost about as much as he's won in new japan it's not like he's coming off a win he's coming off of a massive loss against naito so to just give him a title shot just because he shows up on one of his videos in his weird hat and his crappy face paint trying to like raven when he was going through his drug binge yeah and, uh, i think if this was his first appearance oops i think if this was his first appearance it wouldn't be that bad like no. I, could, I could see i could see an argument say oh well he's coming in and he's not proved himself in new japan he's getting a title shot but you have, like, he's, he's a star. Yeah. But he's now part of the New Japan roster. And, like you said, he his last match he lost, I believe. Yep. Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And New Japan tend, tend to, more than WWE, sort of, like, have wins and losses matter more. Well, that's my main reasoning for thinking you weren't going to see a title change. Well, because they haven't done two straight title changes since 1991. Yeah, but, like, but but I did see yeah, the IWGP title yeah. change, didn't I? On the same night that uh, the Intercontinental title changed, and on the same night that I saw uh, uh, Justin Thunder Liger and uh, the Great Muta in the same ring at yeah. the same time. Got you a lanyard, mate. He did. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't figured out what I can put on it yet. Don't matter, does it? Yeah. It's like you were there in a way. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> I did stay up and watch most of it. There is spirit. Yeah. But yeah, I, it, I, I don't really like this because it'll be an all right match. But like I, I've said before, Jericho doesn't really do anything for me. He doesn't excite me or anything. That first match he had with Omega was good. Uh, the match with the last match with Naito was half. It was decent. It was like three and a half. Um, yeah, I'm just not. 
Jericho just doesn't interest me, and the IWGP title shouldn't be defended against some random bloke who shows up and goes, oh, I want a title shot. I'm Chris Jericho, I'll, I'll ruin your thingy like, like he does with Talking Shop and everything else. So, Jericho's in AEW. Yeah. And the Time's Up thing's a British, potentially a British guy. Yeah. So, what about Jimmy Havoc? He's a AEW British. Boom, another link. I thought you were saying he's either Time's Up guy because no, he's too skinny. No, but, no, no, no. We're moving on to Super Strong Style 16 and Jimmy Havoc's yeah. last uh, progress match. Yes. He had his last match for progress on Monday. And he had a death match with Paul Robinson, a rematch from Wembley. Yeah, so the, he, there was a, I saw a tweet of Jimmy Havoc before the match. He had an all-white outfit on. Yeah. And I saw a post-match, and somehow it was all red. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Oh, there's that picture where there's just this big, like... It looks like a chunk of him is covering his eye. Ugh. It's gruesome. But there were some people who were, like, complaining that his last match was a death match. Like, it's Jimmy Havoc! He does death matches and that. Why were people complaining about that? Because they wanted to enjoy his last match and it to be a big thing, and instead they got a death match and they don't like death matches. But it's like, but that's his thing. Yeah, like, like I, I don't. Yeah, he's a great wrestler and he's a, like he's a great character guy. But death match wrestling is kind of his thing. He he won king the death match and all that. Yeah, like death matches aren't my thing. But if if somebody said to me book Jimmy Havoc's last match. Hmm. I'll be like, well, it's got to be a death match. Is it, that's... I think part of it might be the kind of the, the difference in culture because we're not as used to death matches over here, like especially ones that have lots of light tubes and stuff. I mean, I was telling you about GCW watching their two shows this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah I managed to watch GCW, but not New Japan. Um, but it amuses me when it gets to like, the death matches on GCW and you just see everyone at front row just suddenly pull out um, dusk masks to put them on to avoid the light tube dust and stuff, just like it's... Oh, you know, like I'm wearing my T-shirt and my dust mask to a show, as usual. <laughs> yeah, British don't really have a culture for deathmatch stuff, which is a shame in some ways, if you like that stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, people just like to complain as well. There's a lot of things to complain about with Progress, but I don't think Jimmy's last match being a deathmatch is one of them. Is one of the things to complain about with Progress that they had too many WWE UK talent in the Super Strong Style 16 tournament? That wasn't my complaint. It was that. All these guys they brought in from NXT, they're guys who've been on the indies for years and Progress never used. And suddenly, because they're part of NXT, they've been brought in. Okay, so I'm not too familiar with uh, who was actually in the tournament other than Kyle O'Reilly. But the, the, <laughs> so, big, the big two from NXT were Kyle O'Reilly and Trevor Lee. So like, who, Trevor Lee's literally like spent months living here and stuff. And they didn't use him with Progress? No, never. He's, he, he wrestled for Southside and that in Fight Club. He did have a bit of a TNA stink on him, though, didn't he? Well, his whole thing used to be he'd do a promo before matches saying, I'm TNA superstar Trevor Lee. Yeah. Because he, he knew that everyone hated TNA. And they did it, he did it at Progress, but said, I'm NXT superstar, um, former soon-to-be WWE superstar Trevor Lee, and did all that stuff. The second night, his elimination came at the hands of Billy Dragunov, and the match was a seven- or eight-minute promo from Trevor Lee. That went in. It was the Kevin Owens versus Goldberg kind of thing, and as soon as he got in the ring, he just got hit with torpedo Moscow and pinned. Great. And then, uh, did you see the footage of the Wasteman Challenge from Night Three? Because that's always the highlight of uh, Super Strong Style. No. So uh, Trevor Lee tried to do his rap battle bit and choked, and literally just got out of the ring and covered his face. Like he did it perfect as a heel. Instead of like be saying all these clever things, 
he he tried and tried to talk and he just couldn't do it and he just choked like literally just went oh and just jumped out of the ring and hid. Was the vomit on his sweater? No, oh. but the the guy who did drop some sick bars, uh, Chris Brooks was about to uh, do it when Lycos came down, and Lycos said shut up, Chris, to him, and Lycos proceeded to destroy every single person in the ring. My favorite one and. You know how much I love Chris Ridgway. He's a sexy, kicky man. Uh, the only reason I'm not at Breed tonight in Sheffield, they're doing their small their show at Hex, is because we're recording tonight, and getting from that end of town is a pain with the trams. They're doing their Scott Hex Classic tournament, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a sexy, kicky man and stuff. But uh, Kid Lycos made a thing about saying, uh, "Chris Ridgway, you cancel off so many shows. You're not hard as f. You're just hard to book." And it was just lines like that all the way through it, just destroying people, like being awful to them. <laughs> I suppose you don't have to work with him anymore, does he? Now, and it's Lycos as well. Like he's at Fight Club, he's the worst one for saying awful stuff to people, and he just gets away with it because like it's part of his thing in Fight Club. And he wears a mask. Yeah. So people don't really know who he is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like that was a really big highlight. Like it's on the it's on Progress's Facebook and stuff because they live streamed the wait. The, I don't know if they did the full match. I only watched the the rap battle part because that's a bit interesting. Because normally it's everyone just destroying uh, Roy Johnson about not being in WWE anymore. <laughs> um, but then the so the other big thing about this tournament was uh, John Devlin was the big favorite going into it. Um, it seemed like it was his tournament to win. But then you had David Starr. And as the tournament went on, it felt more like, okay, he might get to the final. Because he's doing this whole thing about being independent. He's openly talking about the fact that he's in there with all these WWE guys and how he's going to do it against them. Like, even though Progress is WWE affiliated now and he's independent, he's going to be a true representation. But part of David Starr's character is he never wins the big one. So I didn't, I didn't expect him to go on and win it. I expected John Devlin to win it. So when the final happened, I was quite shocked. <laughs> So, did somebody unfold his T-shirts, mate? Uh, well, Travis Banks came out wearing one of his T-shirts, which led to a bunch of, like, kerfuffle. I'm glad we could talk about this. So, yeah. didn't Progress have to book triple threat matches in a single tournament to, like, protect WWE wrestlers? Well, it's weird, because in the match, it was Ilya Dragon. So, it was supposed to be, in the quarterfinals, it was Travis Banks versus David Starr. And it went to a double count out because Travis Banks came out wearing one of David Starr's shirts. And he's like, when you took that shirt off my stand, did you unfold my other ones? And Travis Banks went, of course I did. And that led to a brawl on the outside. Um, they both got counted out. The match got restarted and they both got counted out again. So they made it a triple threat in the semis between Travis Banks, David Starr and Ilya Dragunov. And Ilya didn't take the pin. It was Travis Banks who took the pin. So WB guy did get pinned. There was no WWE guy pinned by a non-WWE talent until night three. And David Starr was the only one who beat who beat WWE guys. But yeah, I don't know if it was to protect Ilya Dragunov or it was just an interesting thing that they haven't done before. Because Ilya's debuted on WWE and is undefeated there at the moment. But who knows. But yeah, David Starr went on the Wonder Tournament, which is really cool. But at the same time, it's like... Yeah, it's... Progress definitely... I know it's not just me now after seeing a lot of the comments on Twitter and stuff through the tournament that a lot of people saying, like, I've lost a bit of interest in progress since all this WWE UK stuff happened and, like, their affiliation with it. Well, they're essentially evolved, aren't they? Yeah. 
and evolving uh, great. They're, they're they're a step above evolve. People yeah. were watching progress before WWE came <laughs> along. People still not watching evolve, even though they have like heart, like they have Velveteen Dream on the shows, and they're still not selling them out because it's evolve. Like it's and they've had like all of the undisputed era show up to challenge for their title in the last few weeks. So the last few months, but um, yeah, it's just. It's weird because I think RevPro is having the same kind of thing, but not involved with WWE. Like their involvement in New Japan's kind of took some shine off them, because they've not done a great. They've done what Ring of Honor struggled with, which is they haven't really put over their own guys enough to against the New Japan guys. So now there's a bit of shine taken away from RevPro as well. It also doesn't help. They've got a show this Friday and they've only announced half the card this week. They announced two matches in advance and then they've announced another three matches this week. What matches do they announce in advance? Uh, Aussie Open versus Suzuki Gun and the ladder match for the Cruiserweight title. David Starr and El Fantasma. Okay, so they could be good matches though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going. It's my first time I've missed your call in like three years. Really? Yeah, I've, I've still got bad taste in my mouth from last year's call show. It was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, like it seems like a few of these companies are starting to... I don't think it's a case of like the boom starting to end because it's it's not that. Like there's still an audience for it all. But I think some of the bigger companies at the start of this boom might be losing steam a little bit and other companies are starting to take the place. I think it it to me, I think it's maybe a little bit creative burnout mm. and also it's in progress's case and maybe in re, uh, in RevPros but definitely in progress's it's having the affiliation with the bigger company. So, like, for me, when Progress first came to Sheffield, I weren't, I weren't against Progress. It was just that I, I, I weren't a big fan of this Ultras thing that they yeah. were trying to do. Um, but it was exciting because, like, it's something you've not seen before. And it's, like, all the sort of, like, top British names, if you like. The first Sheffield show had Will Ospreay versus Adam Cole on it. Oh, maybe I didn't, I don't you didn't go I, to the first one, no, because no. only me, Jules, and Scott went to the first one. Yeah, because I think I was in my anti-progress phase. <laughs> yeah. Because the Ultras thing. Uh, but, but yeah, Will Ospreay versus Adam Cole happened on their first Sheffield show. Yeah, so you had names like that, and now, essentially, all the top uh, all the top WWE, all the top UK names, essentially, are either signed to New Japan or signed to WWE, for the most part. I realise there's Chris Brooks and there's yeah. other guys, so I'm not trying to diss them. But for the most part, they're all signed to them companies. So if you go to Progress, you're going to see... They've, they've got this connection with WWE UK. It's a WWE UK show that people can swear on. Yeah, but I'm guessing not everyone from WWE UK is working these Progress shows. No, they don't have like... Um, what's it? Uh, Kenny... Williams. Kenny Williams, yeah. They don't have him. Yeah, well, Mark Andrews was on Super Strong Style. Uh, there's a few. They've started using Legero again. Just yeah. Legero, not L. Legero's got a Cruiserweight title match. Yeah, we're on 205 Live yeah. next week. It'd be all right if they hadn't announced the next the, uh, Money in the Bank. He's defending the title against uh, Davari. <laughs> so, <laughs> they could have waited a week on that one, couldn't they? Wait till after he's beat Legero to. Yeah, well, that, uh, that's that's pretty cool, though. It's it's awesome for Legero. Yeah. Like, he's getting to wrestle in O2 Arena for a t- for a WWE title. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have imagined that when he was wrestling at Bow Broom in, Sheff- in Swinton like 12 <laughs> years ago. Like, anyway, so my, my long ramble point is I feel like the 
when you when when people were watching progress even before i started watching it they were sort of like their promotion yeah. and they were underground and it was sort of like you need to be you need to be an ultra to be a fan and all this stuff mm. now it's got successful people have, and, and they're they've sort of oh, sold out might seem a bit harsh but they have a bit aren't they um now they've sold out the fans are like well this isn't the pro this isn't our progress i think a big part of it's well like people willing to forgive some of the like bad booking over the last few years before but that's changed now so like the fact that they can't book a strong champion who's not a heel and even when they're a heel there's lots of ref bumps in the title matches so the match with travis banks versus uh, not travis banks uh trent seven versus walter the unification match um, that had a ref bump and stuff in it, and people were like, oh, here we go. Like, you got to do a load of, like, silly stuff in the match rather than just have a straight-up singles match. Um, but, like, Travis Banks is the best example. He had a great story, but he had the homicide build, though. He was, like, this great guy who was perfect to beat Pete Dunne for the title, and then they had no clue what to do with him. And rather than do what they did with homicide, which was, like, realise, oh, like, there's nothing we can do with him as champion now. He's had his story. We'll take the belt off him and go a different route. They kept him as champion until the fans just didn't care about him as much. And he's a fantastic wrestler, so it's a shame that that happened. But it's happened with, like, it nearly happened with Will Ospreay before. And, um, fear, who won? The, oh, well, Mark Haskins didn't get a chance for it to happen with him. But it's just this thing about, like, they've never, like, and outside of the championship feud, there's very rarely, it's not like there's, like, three or four different feuds. In the early days, you heard that Progress had like this real, these really intricate stories. Oh, and... I went back and watched the whole Jimmy Havoc stuff, like his entire like championship reign that lasted two years. It's fantastic, but at the time they were only doing one show every two months. Now it's whenever they can get time off from WWE, so it's a bit different. But they built up Will Ospreay so well, but then had him lose to Marty Skrull, and they kind of recreated it a little bit there and. They had, this, they had really good storylines at the time, but I just think they've lost a lot of steam, and I think a big part of it's the WWE stuff, but another part is fans aren't willing to take that anymore because they've been doing it for years in terms of... I mean, it was literally an angle with Jimmy Havoc last year, like his whole thing where he complained about how Progress had not given him anything since his return and just let him flounder. Not in a Dolph Ziggler type way, though. It was actually <laughs> kind of good. Um, so we move on from Progress, who's a British wrestling company, to uh, Breed, who's a British wrestling company. So yeah. they're doing a show this weekend. Yeah, they're doing a show tonight, but sadly we're not there. Shh. That's literally what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on Sunday we're going to be there at Abbeydale Picture House for Out of the Box because uh, he relented, didn't he? And uh, to well. I like to think you're a big part in the reason that um, Aussie Open are part of the main event of the show. I mean, all I'm saying is, I did an interview, or we did an interview, and I asked him to book Mark Davis. Uh, I mean, I did say I like Aussie Open, but Mark Davis is big, and he's a bear. Um, so I, I asked him to book Mark Davis, and uh, he's, he's, uh, Mitch pulled through on that one, and uh, he's booked um, him. I'm, I'm, Jimmy Blood's going to do a run-in, I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, all I'm saying, though, is we we are pushing for Sparky Plug at the plug. <laughs> No, because they made a commitment. If the cave show sells out, he's going to book Bob Ollie. Sparky plug at the plug. Yeah. You should have come to see 
Sparky Plug when he at Corp. I know no, Sparky Plug wasn't. It was no, Bob, Bob Holly, Holly pretending to be Hardcore Holly. Like, but he had a really good match with David Starr. Yeah, but did, like it was. Did it? Was he in his race car driver gear? No. Well, not interested. Couldn't though. fit a car in. You could barely fit. <laughs> you could barely fit like more than eighty fans in. Apparently. <laughs> um, help if you promote the show, wouldn't it? Um, but Breed do very good promotion of their shows, which is why people go. Um, so we've got um, Aussie Open with Lucky Kid versus Escaping the Mid Card, yep. ETM and all that. Yep. Uh, what else have we got on the card? Because my memory's not working tonight. That's why I forgot about Kenny Nagasaki. Yep. All, all we do is uh, read the headlines and make our own stories up. So is it the finals of the tournament? Yeah, so you've got Omari versus... Shea Persa? No, Shea no. Persa's against Connor Mills. Okay. And I remember that because that great promo we cut where he... Uh, spoke the lyrics of Eminem's <laughs> song. Um, it's Shea Persa's 20th birthday as well, so I hope you're doing something to celebrate that. I- I'm kind of hoping you just show up in full Kung Fu gear to support Shea Persa, considering he's your second favourite wrestler in the world. Well, I can't embarrass my uh, my long-term uh, lodger, can I? That's Cause... not a good excuse. You love uh, to embarrass people. Because she's going to be there, so uh, <laughs> it'd just be a bit awkward if I'm rocking up. Oh, that's another thing, listeners. I say things on this podcast <laughs> if she doesn't listen. So don't come up and start saying stuff to us because one... She... You shouldn't have said that because people will now, especially I know exactly who's going to do that. So. Bec- because for one, she don't want to hear it. Like, she don't like wrestling fans either. So <laughs> she don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's helping. <laughs> and secondly, it's just going to get me in more trouble if you come up. If you do come up, she likes gin. So if you're going to buy us a drink, don't buy me a drink because I'm going to get in trouble for you coming up to us. Buy her a gin and she'll be happy. I'll, I'll take your gin. No, no, you don't. <laughs> she'll have a gin. Right, what were we saying? I'm just trying to find the card now for the uh, Breed Show because my memory is not working. Uh, we have got Michael May versus LJ Cleary from uh, Modern Hype. Um, so we've got the Breed Tournament matches, so we'll have the semi-finals and final that. We've got Shaxx versus... What's her name? God damn it. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm terrible today. She's the, Ivy. Yeah, I would say she's from the Monsters, isn't she? Yeah, from yeah. the Monsters. She's an EBW lass. Uh, I don't know if it, there is any other EBW people. Oh, there, well, there is, but you know what I mean. You mean on the show? So the person that Omari's wrestling is Joe Nelson, who we saw at Walkabout. Uh, who you saw at Walkabout? Yeah. I, because I was in New York. Yeah, you were, you were in New York. You haven't mentioned that much recently. Nope. Um... I can only see those form. Oh, um, the NIC versus Anti Fun Place. The NIC are a Southern tag team who are getting quite a buzz about them, and okay, so so we know what the opening match is then. Yeah, Anti Fun Place. Yeah, that's not criticism. It's just I think they've been the opening match on every definitely the every show I've been to. Yeah, because um, Santos is the most hilarious human being (laughs) in the world. Somehow, (laughs) he's brilliant. But yeah, um, there's a few tickets still available. It's at Abbeydale Picture House where they did the first show. Abbeydale Picture House has had a few little renovations since then as well, so things should improve a little bit in there. And it'll be a good show, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I I, I were a bit apprehensive about Breed, I'll be totally honest. I mean, maybe we shouldn't say that because we've got a thing with Mitch, but I, I might as well be honest. But I, I'm quite look, I, I'm looking forward to this show and the cave thing as well. Um, the show in the cave's very interesting to me. Yeah, it's, I've looked on the website. It looks a, uh, it lo- looks interesting when it's set up for a cinema. 
So I can't quite figure out how they're going to do with the ring that in there and everything, but obviously they'll figure that out. And I think running shows in interesting venues is good for publicity. Yeah. So for me, Aberdale Pitch House isn't the most interesting venue, but it's a more interesting venue than running Corp. Yeah. Because it's like a, it's an old theatre, isn't it? So it, it, it's old cinema, so it's it's got that nostalgic feel. So if you've never been. It's pretty cool just to like taking the atmosphere there and everything. Yeah, comfy seats as well. They have switched the seating around apparently. No, I thought they just took some of the seating from downstairs and moved it upstairs. Yeah, yeah. There's more standing room now. Yeah, but still comfy seats downstairs. Okay, which is good. which is which is always good. But yeah, the, it'll be the. I don't think they've let down on a show. Even the walkabout show, which had talent that I wasn't as familiar with, I still enjoyed the show. I still thought it was a decent show. They they've not let us down on the show yet, so I keep supporting. Um, and they're good guys too, and they re- they really they really care about trying to build a decent scene here in Sheffield, and it's something worth supporting. So we've got one final uh, topic for this show, and it's something I didn't discuss with you beforehand. Yeah, uh, don't get worried, it's fine. Uh, but... So you did say it's something I know about, but I forgot about, which is a theme on this week's show. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, Saudi news. Oh. Mick Foley's been uh, been online trying to get a book in uh, on these Saudi shows. The Prince of Saudi Arabia is my best friend. I'm not trying to have sex with him because he'd have me stoned to death. I mean, he didn't, he didn't say that. I've got some <laughs> quotes, but that's not it. I have to be honest. I can be had for a certain price. If they wanted a rematch of the cell... Really, bat- Mick? Really? <laughs> <laughs> If they wanted a rematch of the cell badly enough and willing to pay for it, they'd probably get it. He wants to do the Hell in a Cell match with the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they're going to sh- pay to ship his body back. Well, this is the man that used to wake up screaming he was in that much pain. He loves it, though, doesn't he? Um... No, he loves the money, if that's what you mean by it. I mean, see on this, I feel more bad for Mick Foley that he feels like be willing to do that because I'd I just be kind of like no no, Mick you don't need to just do your speaking tours at least he's not trying to do jokes that aren't wrestling ones because they were always terrible he's on the he was on the no contact list at WWE weren't he like the, the, the wrestlers literally weren't allowed to touch him in the ring yeah yeah but in Saudi Arabia <laughs> money 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 I mean Ted DiBiase is more likely to show up and take a bump than Mick Foley isn't he yeah um <sighs> I just feel bad about that. It's it's not even that. I want to see it. You want to see it because you don't like Mick Foley. Uh, no, I, these Saudi shows, Saudi blood money shows, they're my favourites. Goldberg, <laughs> Undertaker, Lesnar, now Mick Foley. Let's get Austin back. Austin wrestling in a country that don't care about women's rights. I, I can't see how that won't be a match made in heaven for him. Good point. I just, like, that really depresses me. It's depressed me more than anything. That he's like, yeah, I'll I'll take money to do that to myself again. You know, I can I can't walk now. But, no, um, but this is his own fault. He's not Virgil. He's not Marty Jannetty. It's not like he's got these injuries and he, but he can't like pay for stuff. He's a frugal man. He's saved his money. Admittedly, yeah. If somebody came to me and said, "Oh, do you want twenty million dollars to do a ten, ten minutes bit of work?" I can see how that's difficult to turn down. But this is a man who can like who struggle, struggles. It's not be yeah. It's not being offered though. He's saying this. Yeah. Like he's struggling to get out of bed, 
he's got to lean down. It takes him five minutes to lean down to his phone charger to unplug it so he can get to his phone to then tweet, Hi, WWE. <laughs> I think you should book me in a Hell in a Cell match against The Undertaker. Exactly. He's not even saying, oh, I'll come down and do a comedy do love spot. He's going, I'll do the cell match. You, you know what the biggest logistical problem with it is? Get the cell there. Hanging the cell from not, from like that little thing. It's not like the WrestleMania one. I think the Saudis are quite good at hanging things. On that note... <laughs> <laughs> so what what are we what are we doing at weekend, Paul? Uh, so we are going to be offering our opinions more on the WWE ratings debacle. WWE Vince McMahon's big idea was wild cards. So myself and Daryl are going to come up with our own ideas to try and get people watching WWE again. Yeah, I'm sure we did this before, but uh, we'll do it again. But now they really need our opinion. Okay. Yeah. I really, really need it. All I'm saying is, I think before I came up with a Mandingo Fight League, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just oh. join, join us for more gems like that at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to see uh, listen to more of our stuff, it's rollgrumble.co.uk, uh, facebook.com/rollgrumble, twitter.com/rollgrumblepod, uh, instagram.com/rollgrumblepod. I post wrestling figure pictures on there now. So it's what I do. Um, yeah, we're a wrestling figure stand account. That's kind of what we are. Yeah, but it gets likes, mate. Yeah, it gets. I, I guess I've had to turn notifications off for that account, haven't I? <laughs> I logged into it before. I, felt, I remembered password. Uh, I turn off notifications now. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. So, uh, anything else, Wad? No. Say no. goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. <laughs>